0: News, I'm Erica Schmidt. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM, HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's a spooky Monday, October 31st, 2022. Tonight on WNUR's Halloween special, we get to the bottom of how dressing up for Halloween came to be, we talk to the lovers and the haters of horror movies, and a tragedy that impacted South Korea's largest Halloween event in Itaewon. Those stories and more coming up tonight on WNUR News. Thanks so much for joining us on this Halloween night. Hope you're staying safe from all the ghouls and the goblins on the prowl tonight. Whether you are a planner and go go all out or leave your Halloween costume until last minute, costumes are the very thing that makes Halloween, well, Halloween. But do you know where the tradition comes from? Reporter Maria Camano has the story.
1: As October nears its end and Halloween fastly approaches, there's always that one question people ask. So, what are you gonna be for Halloween? Whether you are a planner and go all out or leave your Halloween costume until last minute, costumes are the very thing that makes Halloween, well, Halloween. But do you know where the tradition comes from? The History of Halloween costumes starts in the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, 2,000 years ago in what is now part of the UK, Ireland, and northern France, according to History.com. This was a celebration for the Celtic New Year, which started on November 1st. The day was supposed to mark the end of summer and start of winter, whose cold temperatures often resulted in deaths. This made the Celts think that, on October 31st, the living and dead were joined for a night, and the dead would be reunited with the living. When celebrating Sohen, the Celts would gather around bonfires dressed in costumes like animal heads and skins. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered what was most of Celtic land. Combining Roman festivities and soand, the holiday of Feralia, where the Romans honored the dead, emerged. On May 13, 609 AD, the holiday of All Martyrs' Day was established by the Pope in Rome. This day would then be moved to November 2nd and earned the name of All Souls' Day by 1000 AD. Celebrated like Sowen, there were big bonfires, parades, and people who dressed up like saints, angels, and devils. The event was commonly referred to as All Hallows, and the night before, the night of what used to be Sohwin, was known as All Hallows' Eve. This would go on to be referred to as what we now know as Halloween. Eventually, when this tradition traveled to colonial New England with Irish and Scottish immigrants, the American version of Halloween began by the middle of the 19th century. Americans would start to wear costumes to celebrate, like in European traditions, and go from house to house asking for food or money, which would go on to be known as trick-or-treating. By the 1920s and 30s, Halloween had become a more secular and community-based holiday, And by the 50s, the tradition of trick-or-treating would be brought back to prevent the vandalism of homes. Although the main point of Halloween costumes back in the day was to be completely anonymous through disguise, nowadays, Halloween costumes have become a way to show off your favorite TV shows, characters, or even celebrities. According to usnews.com, in 2022, Google Fright Geist found that the top three most common searches for Halloween costumes were Dinosaur in third place, Spider-Man in second, and Witch as the number one search of them all. In the state of Illinois, however, the most searched Halloween costume as of September 2022 had to do with Stranger Things, the famous Netflix TV show. So if you're trying to be unique this year, maybe stray away from dressing up as any Vecnas or Eddies. Wishing you a happy Halloween. For WNUR News, this is Maria Camaño.
0: Scary movies are a classic way to get into the Halloween spirit, but not everyone is a fan. Allison Rauch spoke to horror fans and scaredy cats alike to learn more.
2: There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. There are certain hallmarks of October, the ones we look forward to every year. Sweater weather, leaves changing colors, pumpkin spice lattes, and for some, scary movies. Whether a psychological thriller or a straight up slasher, scary movies are a classic way to get into the Halloween spirit. But they're not for everyone. I asked my friends and some of the WNUR news team what they thought. I don't like scary movies. Um, I don't really like to make myself scared in my free time, but I do love fall movies. So I'll watch like things that have fall vibes like Fantastic Mr. Fox. You're acting all skittish. Don't worry, I've been stealing birds for a living since before I could trot.
3: Or I really like when Harry met Sally.
2: And I just find those a lot more entertaining than something that will give me nightmares. That's my friend Jane, with some incredible fall movie recommendations. Her stance on scary movies seems to be a common one though. They're too stressful. I think my particular problem is that I do enjoy the movie, but the um, the stress and the ideas are planted as seeds in my imagination. And so later on, it's suggested to me by my subconscious, you know, hey, You know what we haven't thought about in a while? Monsters! That's my mom, Susan, who can't do anything scary. Present adrenaline doesn't seem to be worth future anxiety.
1: Hi, I'm Maria, and my favorite scary movie would probably have to be Scream.
4: Really? What? just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite
1: scary movie? Uh, I I feel like, one, it's just a classic, and two, Um, it's one of the few scary movies that I can stand, so I really love
2: it. Like Maria, WNUR News' is Helen Bradshaw can only stand a few scary movies. I have seen maybe three scary movies in my life. I like a lot of thriller movies like Tin Cloverfield Lane and things like that, but what I really like is American Horror Story
4: TV show. Any last words? Only
1: one.
2: I don't know why I can't do horror movies, but I can do that. Helen and Maria's answers bring up a question that I had, too. Why is some horror content manageable and some isn't? I've historically shied away from horror movies for some of the same reasons as my friends. They're stressful, and sometimes they're just gross. Yet I eat up true crime series like BuzzFeed Unsolved.
0: This week on the season premiere of BuzzFeed Unsolved, we take a look
2: and at And even the psychological watch. thrillers like The Silence of the Lambs.
3: Closer, please. Closer.
2: What gives? According to a researcher quoted in the New York Times, people only enjoy horror when they know there's no real danger. That's why watching a scary movie with friends is fun, but watching one home alone can freak you out. Horror fans may also be thrill-seekers. They're looking for that jolt of adrenaline. But weirdly, some people more prone to anxiety love horror movies, too perhaps because it gives them a different target for their nervousness. And horror can help people feel more prepared for scary situations. A 2020 study published by researchers at the Recreational Fear Lab in Denmark showed that horror fans reported coping better with the developing COVID-19 pandemic than people who didn't watch horror movies. So this Halloween, maybe fire up a scary movie and see how you feel. Just remember to return your videotapes.
0: Are you hey, hey, ah! For WNUR News, I'm Alison Brown. Halloween has ended. While many of the people had a memorable time, others did not. South Koreans at one of the largest Halloween events in Itaewon experienced a tragedy leaving at least 151 dead last Saturday. Here's Jennifer Kim with the story. Oh.
4: While many Northwestern students have enjoyed Halloween as it comes to a close, South Korea experienced a big tragedy at one of the largest Halloween events in Seoul. Once shunned as a red district and meetup space for minorities, specifically the Muslim and LGBTQ community, Itaewon is now one of the most trendy and crowded party venues today. However, strict COVID regulations made it impossible for Koreans to host Halloween parties for the past three years. This year, for the first time, the country lifted these restrictions. Office worker Kim Jiwon told Washington Post that this may have been a key reason for the chaos. Mask restrictions were lifted so there were more people which made this situation uncontrollable. I personally think it was a man-made catastrophe. There were approximately 100,000 people in the neighborhood, and the incident left at least 151 people dead. But as the investigations continue, the numbers keep rising. The majority of the crowd were teenagers and young adults, including the deceased, at least 19 of which were foreign nationals from Iran, Norway, China, Thailand, and Uzbekistan. Witness Nathan Tavernity broke out in tears during an interview with CNN.
0: And I had to like turn around and I told the crowd, you can't come this way, (laughs) people are dying.
4: Approximately 10 bodies were unidentifiable because some were under the age of 17 and too young to carry a national ID card and others were foreigners. Reports say the partygoers were too tightly packed together with people pushing from all directions Witness Hayon Song described the situation to CNN. I saw the people like going to the left side and I actually saw the person actually get into the the opposite side. So actually the person in the middle they got jammed and they they have like you know no way to communicate and they like you know they cannot breathe. Many of those who attended the event are still missing. By Sunday, 2 p.m. Seoul time, the city government said there were over 3,500 missing persons reports. Social media footage further show people performing CPR on the unconscious, and authorities claim that most causes of death were cardiac arrest. Witness Janelle's story told ABC News that the scene was a completely new encounter for her an unpleasant one too. I just
0: saw in front of me this mass of people like running and pushing and like moving fast and and screaming and, and like panicking. I think we're so shocked because I usually feel so safe
2: here.
4: All I can think right now is just the shock. The country continues to search for the cause of the incident as it remains unknown. The chief of the Yonganggu Fire Department, Choi Sung-bum, said it was a presumed stampede. In response, officials dispatched more than 1,700 emergency forces on Saturday. South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol expressed his grievances.
0: I'm devastated.
4: At a Halloween event located in the center of Seoul, a tragedy that should not have happened, happened. President Yoon also recognized the need to prevent such tragedies from repeating again, and has released plans to investigate further. But for now, the WNUR team sends condolences to the victims and their families and friends from afar. This is Jung and Jennifer Kim signing off from WNUR News.
0: Kanye West is constantly in the headlines, and none of them are for good reasons. Black Panther Wakanda forever brings Rihanna out of her six-year music hiatus, and DC Studios announced the new CEOs of the company. Kara totally goes over it in all of this week's B-list.
3: Your weekly roundup of celebrity mess and pop culture. This week, Kanye West can't seem to stay out of headlines and continues to lose brand deals. DC Studios has found new leadership in James Gunn and Peter Safran. Rihanna releases music for the first time since 2016, Kanye West continues to face the consequences of his anti-Semitic remarks. On Monday, talent agency CAA dropped West as a client, and production company MRC decided to scrap the documentary about the rapper entirely. The biggest hit to West is the termination of his nine-year-long partnership with Adidas for Yeezys. However, it doesn't stop there. On Sunday, Kanye West took to Instagram to attack Roxy Washington, the mother of George Floyd's child. This comes shortly after saying he wanted to apologize about previous false accusations he made surrounding Floyd's death. In the now-deleted post, he calls Washington greedy for moving to sue West for $250 million on grounds of misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of mental distress. On Friday, Rihanna returned to music for the first time since her 2016 album *Anti*. Lift Me Up is an emotional ballad that pays tribute to the late Chadwick Boseman. The song will be featured on the soundtrack of the upcoming Black Panther sequel, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which comes out in theaters November 11th. Turning to DC, film director James Gunn and producer Peter Safran will become the new co-CEOs of DC Studios after former head Walter Hamada stepped down two weeks prior. Gunn and Safran will oversee film, TV, and animation as heads of DC Studios, Possible projects for the post-Gun-Saffron era of DC comic movies include Wonder Woman 3 and sequels to Black Adam, The Flash, and Man of Steel. That's all for the B-List this week. Check in next Monday to hear about what happens this week in pop culture. For WNUR News, I'm Cara Toley.
0: Now, here's your weather for tonight. A dense fog advisory is currently in effect in Evanston until 10 p.m. Tonight... Expect a low of 51 degrees with light winds around 6 to 12 miles per hour with partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, a high of 67 in Evanston with more partly cloudy conditions. Tomorrow night, lows will be in the 50s. And taking a look at today's headlines. Three McCormick students have developed a new tuberculosis testing method that has the potential to save lives. Their project, called Podcast TB, fills the need for quick, safe, and cost-effective tuberculosis testing methods in developing countries. The team is now fundraising to bring Podcast TB to commercialization. This past Sunday marked the beginning of the Big Ten Women's Soccer Tournament. The number two-seeded Wildcats were at home and faced the seven-seeded Rutgers Scarlet Knights, where cats claimed victory 2-1. to one. They advanced to the semifil- semifinals in Columbus, Ohio, Ohio where they'll play No. 6 Penn State on Thursday. Latinos in Evanston North Shore, or Lenz, hosted its annual Dia de los Muertos celebration to honor friends and families in the community who have passed away. This year, Lenz dedicated the altar they made to immigrants and women who have died from domestic violence. Lots of the community also got involved, including Evanston Township High School students, who sold skull-shaped cookies to fundraise for the elderly Latina community members. City Colleges of Chicago reached a contract agreement on Sunday night in efforts to avoid a scheduled union strike rally later in the week. Some of the conditions reached in the contract include smaller class sizes and salary increases. Doubts are raised about affirmative action by the Supreme Court in light of cases related to the University of North Carolina and Harvard. The six conservative justices, including Clarence Thomas, said there are, quote, no educational benefits, unquote. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our website, wnurnews.org. That's wnurnews.org. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our producer today is Zach McCrary, McCrary and our reporters are Maria Carmagno, Alison Rauch, Jennifer Kim, and Cara Totley. From all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Erica Schmidt. Thanks for listening. Catch our next newscast on Wednesday, November 2nd at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming.